Hi there. I'm really excited because this is a special bonus episode and my special guest is my 19-year-old son, Alex. And there's a reason we're having this conversation today. And number one is because Alex actually asked me to join the conversation. And I don't know about you, but when my 19-year-old son asks to join the conversation on my podcast, I'm hands down saying yes, absolutely. The other reason I'm doing this episode is because I actually think our conversation is valuable to you if you're a parent, especially, and you're kind of working in a different orbit, so to speak, with your teenager. I happen to be a planner. Uh, Some might say I'm more controlling. And Alex works more in the moment. And I'm better at planning and he's better at being agile. I will say that. However, we both recognize that we can meet in the middle by working on the gaps that we have. So I'm working to become more agile and he's working to become a better planner. And I think uh, it's kind of a fun conversation. I wanted to introduce a couple of characters because we talk about Zach and he is Alex's big brother. And we also talk about Clover, who is our dog. So I didn't want you to be confused about who those were. And we just had such a wonderful time. It's completely unfiltered. It's completely unedited. So I hope you'll join us. Okay, today we're doing something a little bit different. I've got my teenage son here with me today, Alex. Uh, Yeah, hello, everybody. So we're going to talk about control issues. Uh, Alex seems to think I have control issues. I don't know why, but... um, To some degree, I agree with him. But on the other hand, I think at times we should have control. Um, And I think it's a kind of a thread of some of my podcasts. So Alex, I'll let you start by exposing me. Well, um, I mean, I I don't really want to expose you necessarily because I go through these things also. And um, I think the biggest thing that I see and that I get upset with, I can start with driving you know um when she's in the when she's in the passenger seat of my car she loves to be in control um and it's actually uh gone on to me so i do this with my friends also but um we both have control issues um kind of i don't know where you want to start start with but okay well let's start with um the fact okay we'll start with my issue because i do know i have control issues and i think it came to light the other day when Clover got sprayed by a skunk. So that was kind of an issue, right? Because of the way I handled it. Well, yeah. I mean, granted, I was on my video game. I didn't handle it very well. I yelled at them, I'm playing a game. I can't come down. Sorry. And that was not what you're supposed to do as a uh, as a son. So I, I started that off badly, kind of put us in a in a in a an angry situation, a tense situation, plus with Clover smelling horrible. <laughs> but um Kind of what happened was I came down, I eventually came down, um, and we were out in the backyard spraying her down, and it was very hard. I found it very hard to, like, I would have to explain exactly what I wanted my mom to do to help me out while I was spraying her down or while we were washing her so that, like, she wouldn't be 
shaking on us. She wouldn't run away, like exactly where to hold her head so I could spray her head. <laughs> um, and it, it, it seemed like it was like a, a, a slow kind of like, oh, I see what you mean now. But it like it like took a second. And this is kind of like maybe I'm I'm not great at communication. Maybe I'm not great at communicating what I want to happen. Um, so I will take a lot of I will take a lot of blame for that. But um, kind of like in we were talking about how in these hard situations um how to become better prepared to deal with these situations and um so we we kind of have two very different approaches and i'll let you go into your approach first well the thing is that i i recognize the reason i like talking about this is because i recently had a client who said that one of her her superpowers was the fact that she is really in control in the worst situations and I think that's partly because she's a sailor she's an accomplished sailor and you have to be that way like kind of like Auntie Alice right mm -hmm. um, my sister is a sailor and I we have uh, relatives who are in the medical field and I'm sure they handle handle it very well and I think the reason I don't handle it well is that I don't have en enough situations where I've actually really had to make a big decision probably, right? So I think, you know, that's part of it. So it's really making me think I need to make a goal for myself maybe six months out to like figure out how I'm going to handle, take a breath. And to my defense, just so everybody knows, this was the second time Clover got sprayed in two weeks. She's nine years old and she had never previously been sprayed by skunks. And then she was sprayed and then I dealt with it. You weren't there, Alex. Mm -hmm. You were not around. I yep. actually handled it really well. We took care of it. Uh, we weren't prepared, but we dealt with it. Um, so the second time it was just like, oh my gosh, this is ridiculous. And yeah. I think if you had been down there and you had come yeah. down, it would have been okay. And of course, dad was down there, yeah. but, you know, we were kind of bickering too. Yeah, it, so. it seemed like it was just created more stress rather than, which obviously it will, but instead of like trying to solve the issue, it created stress in other areas, like conflicts between uh, me and my mom, my mom and my dad. Like it was just like conflicts were created where they shouldn't have been when the, the like we should have started focusing on the issue at hand exactly. and working on that issue. At hand. Yeah, yeah. So kind of um, one thing that we were talking about is like whether or not we want to have a plan for every single um, outcome or if it's better to kind of just learn to live um, not expecting anything and just adapt, live, live to like adapt to learn to adapt to whatever comes at you. Um, so this is some, this is where we differ really. So my mom, for example, she loves to write everything down, have a plan for everything, um, compartmentalize everything and, mm -hmm. and do all these things. And it, it actually did rub off on me in a really good way because now when I get stressed, when I get anxious about something, I do the same thing. I really compartmentalize it, focus on, all right, this is a problem I have. This is something I, this is the way I'll fix that problem and then move on to the next problem and be like, okay, this is a solution to that problem. And I keep going through that and I learned that from her. Um, but then also something that I learned just through like, I don't know, sports, um, working with people in the mountains, working um, uh, in like kind of more stressful situations. And like, for example, like a, a restaurant, right? Where we're like barking out, like people are barking out orders to you. You got to work fast. You got to please the customer. It's just like um, kind of learning to uh, 
not necessarily like never panic and like work through it step by step by step and like kind of just take a really calm approach be very commanding with your voice um especially in, i'd say this is especially in sports because there were like uh there are certain situations where you really got to be commanding if you want to be a leader and i will say i am really not as good as i'd like to be at this like i'm nowhere near um where i want to be and i keep working at it but i think like the more situations that you put yourself in every single day we're like oh i'm not prepared for this but i am prepared to adapt to it and if you do that more and more you practice a lot you become better and better at it and um that's like the kind of way i want to live my life more more type b than uh type a my mom wants to be more type a and i i think that like they both have their pros and cons but um for me personally i see the type b working better. actually yeah i guess you're like the fact that you're more interested in adapting right mm -hmm. Um, and I'm more interested in not adapting. I'm more interested in being prepared. And your dad, my husband, um, you know, we kind of joke about it because sometimes he calls me a pessimist. But what I'm doing is preparing for the worst, right? That's how yeah. my defense is. I'm preparing for the worst and hoping for the best. So I'll think of all kinds of different scenarios. And sometimes what will happen is, none of my preparation works it might not work at all and you know that's just part of life and I'll I'll roll with it afterwards and I think I'm getting better at that but I think that if I feel like I, I'm prepared and even if it fails I just feel like okay I did my best um so the rolling with it, hmm, I don't think I'm ever gonna be there but I mean rolling with it like as it's happening um but I can make that a goal. I think that's a healthy goal. Yeah, and I don't think it should be either 100% of either either philosophy. I think it should be like somewhere in the middle, like something I learned from baseball, for example, is you can only really control your pre your preparation and your mindset. So, for example, um, in that situation, right, we, we couldn't control what Clover was going to do. We couldn't control what the skunk was going to do, but we could control like kind of um, our mindset and like thinking like, making it like a daily job like every every situation we're in where we're like okay i'm gonna stay calm and i'm gonna control myself first and then and then at the same time you gotta adapt and roll everything so i agree with you like having that preparation and and having that kind of sense of control and and um building that um having a good baseline of that is is like very vital to being able to adapt to situations because you know all right, like you said, once when something does go out of your control, you're like, okay, it was out of my control. I did everything I could do, and it just that that's kind of just happens. And and you move forward knowing that, and it's a lot easier to move forward. And it's a lot easier to learn from that for future situations, right? Um, so I think I think definitely that balance is is necessary, and I don't think it's either one of our philosophies that it should be uh, superior to the other. You know. Well, I do think. I think you get this from dad is that you can in the moment when something is bad, you are good. You guys are good. And Zachary is too, your brother. Um, I think you guys step are, are able to step out of it because what I notice is if I'm not, if I let myself spin up, I'm in a fog. My whole mental state is in a fog and I can't solve anything because I can't think. It's all my adrenaline's going. And um, I think it's that, that fight or flight thing where you just kind of, you know, you're, 
you can't focus all your folk your focus is on your adrenaline i think mm. so it's definitely something that i can work on and going back to the you know the control thing so remember the other day when i came in so i'm happy to share all my podcasting equipment with you at night you come in and you play video games so I was mad because I kept coming in the next morning. I'd be all ready to go to work and there would be a little can sitting here and my my microphone was in a different direction and it was plugged into the different computer and the arm was moved somewhere else and I was getting annoyed and I thought, so I shared that with you that I was annoyed and then I thought about it and I'm, you know, you know how I'm on this productivity kick. So this is really and I do think it's important, I think in, in fairness to me, to be organized. And because I work from home and I work by myself and a, a lot of the time, I want to be really super, super efficient. So when I come in the morning, I'm super energized. I'm ready to go work. Oh, there's a can there. Or, <laughs> oh, my, this is a rearranged. What's that doing there? You know, why is your earring sitting next to my, my mouse pad, right? So it's just like these little things. Like I come into work, I'm calm, but I'm energized. And I just don't want to see any little tidbits of <laughs> what you're yeah. leaving behind, you know? Yeah, and it, it also <laughs> um, got to a point where our the graphics card got fried because of my game. So <laughs> I really messed up the computer and she couldn't really work on it for, I don't know how many days or... You're working well, it wasn't too really. bad. It was like a day or so. Yeah. And then well, we had the weekend, so it was okay. Yeah, to be clear, it was it became a little bit more than just a can or an earring or a or a um just like the the sound being not not connected to the right mic. Like it, it became a little bit more but yeah, so the the conversation when you shared that with me, my immediate reaction was what I usually think in these situations like, well, I know that you're on this productivity, but like this productivity kick, but why not learn to adapt and learn your computer well enough where like if anything changes on the computer, like know how to um, kind of fix it. And granted, I should have been the one fixing it. I was creating the problem. I should have been the one fixing the problem. You were in my space. Yeah, I was in your space. And it was, and I was in the wrong. I should never had had that immediate reaction, but I did go on the defensive immediately. And, um, but for me, that's like, that's kind of the way that I want to, I would I would approach situations like I feel like that's going to happen no matter what like no matter who's using your things even if you're the only one using your things something's going to break something's going to be out of order and it's just like as making that making sure that that affects you as as little as possible so that you can stay as productive as possible right, right. like I completely yeah. agree with with having a good like good frame of mind when you start um having a good environment when you start but like also then like the next step is are right, you controlled everything and then for those things that you can't control learn to adapt to them right and that's like the kind of right. thing that we're talking about right right, now. So right. Kind of and you're being it, but... more because the thing is it doesn't bother you it doesn't right? bo- yeah those things really don't yeah bother you're you. 19 it doesn't bother you so then it it's different it's just a different mindset it's kind of interesting and yes i want to be flexible when these things arrive but it's also on you when you come into my workspace no, and you understand sure. that yeah, right yeah. so yeah. yeah yeah and the other thing that you guys the three of you get on me about is getting to the airport on time that's the other thing and there are even 
to the point that Zach sends me memes about that because I want to be there two hours in advance. If I'm going to a well, wedding, I want to be there two hours in advance. I would say it's even more than two hours in advance now. Like it's it's getting <laughs> uh, okay. For for example, Zach and I, when we're getting to the airport alone, when we're coming back from college, we we leave about. Uh, an hour 30 before so we get to the airport about an hour before and then we're, we're set and we're always fine we've never had an issue because of timing granted I did miss my flight but that was because I was watching a, a, a movie so I, I, I wasn't <laughs> listening I was watching a movie and that's why I missed it but it wasn't because of timing we've never had issues because of timing um, and so that's where we're kind of like we know that we can get through security on time we know we can do all this and that and but then when when, when we get home and we're like oh, let's go on a family trip and our, um, my mom's like, okay, we need to leave two and a half hours before. So we get there two hours before and then we're ready. And then we sit there at the terminal for an hour and a half. And we're like, we could have been at home. Um, that type of thing. But, I, I, and I don't know where that originated of like, cause it's everything. It's not just that. It's like everything, even though weddings is yeah. Leaving early for like just day trips or just any, anything like that. So, um, I mean, it, it's always good to be always good to be early because you're early, you're on time. If you're on time, you're late. I 100% agree with that. Um, but when you're two hours early, I think it's um, I I don't know if that's necessarily that's just early period. Well, Alex, I've never missed a flight ever. You do have that over me. <laughs> you do have that over me. And I don't know if Zach told you this, and I I might get in trouble for telling you this, but he did miss his flight to Hawaii. Um, and they had to get a new flight and I, I don't know, I don't know what that was because of that might've been because it was like Jingyi or that might've been his fault. I, I don't know what that was, but yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so well, okay. So he won't get in that, trouble you know, because he paid for that flight. Yeah. Right, yeah. Right? He, That's and, I, and I had to pay for my flight that I missed. Exactly. So not, and yeah. I was going to say that. And you also had to pay for part of that card, the new graphics card. Yeah. So, like, so will you, are you learning from this? Will you ever miss a flight again? um i want to say no chances are yes um just because of it, i do get there later so like yeah it was more an expensive likely. mistake though right it wasn't yeah and it, it teaches you a lesson real quick um granted i don't like i don't hold money that highly so it's not like when i do lose money like that's not as big of a deal as if i lost something else in my life that's more mm -hmm. important to me but yeah um, it, but it, it was a, a pricey to, mis mistake. Yeah, it's a good way to learn a lesson. You yeah. Know? And it, like, that's the thing is, right? Like you have these situations where things go wrong. And I, I did like when I missed my flight, I panicked and I and I got it really bad. And then I just, and I was like, okay, there's nothing I can do about that. Now the doors close. Like I just got to go get a new flight. And I learned like who to call, who to talk to, um, and just kind of adapt to that situation and stay calm within it. And, and granted, like I, I wasn't really calm on the inside, but I like tried to keep my like my physical appearance calm and and mm -hmm. talk to everyone in like a calm voice, talk to yeah. my mom in a calm voice, and and all that. And it ended up working out, you know. I I, I learned like at the end of the day, like those mistakes where things get out of hand are you biggest learning experiences. I I, I believe so because we know worse things can happen to people. Mm -hmm. Oh, and by the way, do you remember that when you called me, I was really calm. Do you remember yes, that? Yes, but you were very you were upset. You were very very upset. No, I wasn't upset. I was What gave you the impression that I was upset? You you, you sounded disappointed. You sounded disappointed in me. And <laughs> and I will be honest, I would much rather you yell at me and get upset than be disappointed in me cuz that hurts more. But it was oh. it, but it was okay. It, like I, I the disappointment was justified. So okay, well, I was I was disappointed in myself that I didn't 
Yeah, okay, this is wrong, right? I was disappointed in myself that I didn't ping you. Because, so number one, I was not like, I, w I did not panic because I knew that I was going to tell you that you had to pay for any charges yeah, that were involved. And then you could always go back to your brother's house in LA. So it was fine. But, so I, I didn't... Um, Oh, I forgot what I was going to say. You didn't ping me. And I said, you're right. I didn't ping you yeah. to be. And so why should I feel like you're 19 yeah. years old? I should not you have should to not ping you, right? Hand. Yeah. Um, and then that. the other thing is I was thinking, oh, I should have, you know, watched him on my iPhone, like where he was. But you would have been there. So I yeah. wouldn't. That would I was have, at the gate. Yeah. I was at the gate. I was prepared. I had my bags. I was right next to the gate. I just didn't hear it. And mm -hmm. I didn't get on the plane. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, it's it, it all goes along with like are you prepared or not you know yeah and, yeah um i think i think we can meet a happy a happy middle right yeah where yeah 100 i middle. get better at thinking on my feet <laughs> yeah and you get better at preparing yeah i mean we i think i gotta work on both still you know and 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 be better at both i think we all can you know um like the the goal for me is um, to always have these situations, always have panic situations in my life, but always maintain control throughout these panic situations, you know, because I want to like also like my philosophy is put myself in bad situations so that I can learn the most from them, learn the most about myself, learn the most about other people, learn the most about how to deal with them. Um, and along with that is um, kind of things going wrong, right? So... Um, just in general, I, I, I kind of embrace those situations. And I think that's, that also helps my mindset when I do get into them, instead of getting panicky is like, I, I embrace this, I embrace the suck. And then I kind of move, keep moving forward, never stop, never. Um, and you learned that from your coaches, I bet too, right? Yeah, no, hundred percent. They, they really instilled that. And this is why as bad as baseball culture can be. And I know a lot of you guys know, a lot of you guys probably know like, Oh, the jocks, all that. And um, team sports teach you a lot and sports in general teach you a lot about how hand, how to handle these situations and how to handle, uh, multiple people within these situations and be a leader within these situations. Um, so I will always express that they are important when you're growing up, um, just to remember that there is more to life than baseball or basketball yeah. or football or whatever there is. So. Yeah, that's a good learning too. I think in in basketball. So, do you feel like it with basketball? Just to to stick with the the sports theme for a second. Do you feel like in basketball you had to make quicker decisions though because it's so much faster moving? Yeah, and in your your it's a lot more communication, right? So, I will say baseball mainly taught me that you can't control a lot of things in baseball. Like, you, there's very it is arguably. Um, the least controlled sport because you have very little control over physical things. It's it's a much more mental thing about being prepared. And then for for basketball, it's much quicker, right? Like you said, and it's much more communication based. So, for example, like I was team captain for my high school team, and that meant um, thinking of things during the game and yelling that to people and and being like, okay, I need you to do this now and adapting immediately and communicate that at adaptation to other people so that they can follow it um whereas going back to baseball it was more on that control side of like every every single pitch you have to be thinking you have to have like a mental checklist of what you need to be doing and 
what what you need to be doing no matter where the ball is hit because you literally can't control anything else you can't control the ump you can't control the batter you can't control the pitcher you can't control the bounce the ball is going to get like no matter what happens you got to understand what you're going to be doing immediately um and because there's such a bad such a big downtime in between pitches it like really highlights the people who lack that that mental discipline and and you will the the second that you lose focus you're you're making an error it's it's a hundred percent it's um every time and and it's really funny if you if you go back to and like watch through certain games and you see like um when when one error happens like this is when especially at the MLB level this is when um games change right so it's a lot of pressure like games can be lost or won based off one error and you'll you'll see it happen and you'll you'll see like the um kind of one error leads to another hit and leads to another hit and then leads to a walk off and that type of thing happens and so it becomes a lot of pressure, like I was saying, and and kind of learning to deal with that pressure and learning to deal with the mental um, so, uh, strength of that and like being strong throughout the whole two hours, three hours of the game is um, that was really, really influential um, for my kind of compartmentalizing and and planning beforehand before any event actually happens. And again, I'm thinking like watching, you know, you guys grow up in sports and where where I remember seeing tears from kids playing is more in baseball than basketball, probably because of that frustration. I'm not having that control. Yeah. You think? Yeah. And then the, you'll have one play. You'll me- you'll mess up that one play in the game and you lose the game. Whereas like basketball, you, you mess up, you have a mental lapse, you just get subbed out and then you get subbed in two minutes later. And it's really not that big a deal. Um, like it, it, and a lot of times if you make a mental lapse, it really doesn't amount to anything. Maybe it's like two points here and there, but at the end of the day, you're not going to lose based off two points or you shouldn't be losing based off two points. You should be like two points shouldn't matter at the end of the day. Like if you truly are the better team and you truly are, should win, then you'll win that based off that two points. But yeah, no, the tears tend to happen in the, in the, um, for, for, well, for bad. Yeah. I mean, as you grow up, you, you cry less and less, but in basketball, it tends to happen in the locker room after the game. And then you kind of move on just because it hurts to lose. And then you move on. Whereas baseball is like, it hurts to mess up and then Mm -hmm. you move on. Mm -hmm. Because it's almost like a solitary sport. Yeah. hundred percent. Right. Yeah. Well, Alex, thank you so much. I'm so pleased that my teenage son wanted to come talk to me yeah. on my podcast and i thought you brought a lot so thank you so much it was fun it was fun come back again <laughs>